Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yes. Yes. I want that. <laughs> my neck looked like a big giant penis all painy and weird. <laughs> <laughs> you got sex neck. Get the, the bloody frog neck. Oh, yeah. I've got a goiter. <laughs> That's my Star Wars veins. I've got a goiter. It's called The Force Awakens. This yeah. is Ed. <laughs> I got a goiter. <laughs> this, this is Carl. This is Mike. Yay. So, let's just get to it. Um, I think everyone knows what's coming. Yeah, uh, if you don't, uh, heads up, this is completely spoiler-laden. There's no such thing. We've been waiting long enough for this movie. I, If you haven't seen it, you're, you're not a real Star Wars fan. You're an <laughs> asshole. You're just an you're asshole. Just... <laughs> you're an asshole. Well, my friend Cole, uh, I was like, I Go got to see it. I, I saw it at the 7 o'clock showing on, on Thursday, and I, I get out, and I, I give them about like a half hour, because you know, like I didn't know how many trailers there were and whatever, so I give them about half hour. I was like, so how are you, buddy? And he's like, I- I'm okay. Why? I was like, well, how was the movie? Did you like it? He's like, oh, yeah, I'm not seeing it until Saturday. I'm like, what sort of fucking monster are you? I don't know your <laughs> friends. <laughs> yeah, for real, for real. It is like... You know, we we're all excited for for the prequels to come out, for Episode One to finally happen, and it, I can even watch the trailer for Episode One and relive those emotions of like mm-hmm. the promise of more amazing shit. But we've just lived through a decade plus of like regret, you know, we, just we like we lived oh, through my the Clone God. Wars, all of it, all of it, all of you know the bait and switch, and War never changes, and it's amazing that. Uh, and I, you know, I just wrote about this, but uh, it's amazing that I felt they finally uh, they delivered on the old promise, and it felt so good to be able to look forward to something versus, well, this is okay, but let's just focus on our trilogy, you know, mm-hmm. like well, at least that one's sacred. They can't fuck that up. You can only go back to the well so many times. Yeah. So yeah. And that's the thing is I, I, I'm feel you, I think like we're all kind of on the same page here, is I'm really excited to like Star Wars again because even though it's kind of funny to to go onto a podcast and bitch about something that you love, 
it's still kind of hurts. You know, it's like I, I've been really unhappy the fact that I don't like Star Wars. Like I, I, I don't like the fact that I don't like Clone Wars. I don't like the fact that I don't like the prequels. It's kind of nice just to not have that like duality of like, man, I really hate this, but I love parts of it sort of thing. It's, it's nice right. just to kind of be able to throw myself back into Star Wars. And, and just about everything is coming out right now. I'm just like, you know, I'll take some more of that. So Exactly, exactly. And it's... Uh, and it was so amazing, thanks to social media, and especially through our fans, the Vorons, it was so cool to like do my check-in and be like, oh, it's about to start, we're excited, but then check on with everybody else. And it, it felt like, you know, <laughs> Red Six standing by, Clint Michigan standing by, Jeff Sandberger standing by, you know, and seeing pictures of everybody in, their fam- in, in, in some of their families in theaters about to have this pop off and like, you know, like, oh my God, Carl's at the theater, Mike's going. I'm like, oh shit. Everybody being there in different places but all going to experience this. Oh my God, I could just, like, I was feeling it even though they weren't there. It's so awesome. It felt like the, it felt like the craziness that we'd kind of been missing and I think the hope built it up. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A lot, sure. I'm sure a lot of us went there out of curiosity. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, especially because there was a number, I really feel as though almost everyone I talked to, and it has nothing to do with you guys, um, everyone was like, I'm trying to avoid the trailers. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm trying to avoid the toy aisle. I'm, I, don't yeah. really, I, don't be, I don't want any of it spoiled. Like, I didn't know anyone who was diving in trying to find anything out. Well, that's kind of strange mm-hmm. because, uh, and, I, and I'm with you, like m- almost, I'd say 75% of my friends and stuff have like, at some point or another have said like, Oh, I'm going to start avoiding the trailers. Uh, you know, I'm not going to be watching actively seeking them out and things of that nature. Uh, so it's really strange when, say, a listener Jamie Baca set up this kind of Facebook group for people that have already seen the film to go and talk about it without getting spoilers spoilers all out in the wild. And I got these people in there, you know, that are are saying stuff. There's like, oh, well, what about this and that and blah 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 blah. And they talked about this. I'm like. That wasn't even in the film. Where'd you guys get this? And, you know, yeah. so it's like it, I'm, I feel like I'm almost catching up to these people that have been like reading into the spoilers and the speculation and everything like that. I feel like I'm catching up, but I'm 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 not upset about it because honestly, uh, I I did a really good job of avoiding a lot of spoilers. Uh, and there's even a couple things that I thought were spoilers and good on Disney uh, because mm. they really kind of misled us because. I was upset about like four days before the, the film released. I started seeing a bunch of stuff with Finn with a lightsaber, and I, I'd yeah. gone like I'd gone the entire time without knowing like, oh, so and so is going to be the Jedi in this one. And I was like, motherfucker, Finn's going to be the Jedi, and, and they spoiled it for me. So now when he finally finds the lightsaber, it's not going to be magical for me. And then it turns out that he's not even like, he's not even if he is force sensitive, he's not even the Jedi of the story. So I'm just like, oh, right. okay. Good, good job, Disney. Good, nice misdirect there. So. Yeah, and I got to tell you, one other thing that was amazing, that was so well handled, and I got to make sure that this gets in this first episode, is you know things like that. I was I was watching it and retconning because that's been our habit over the mm-hmm. last how many years of of dealing with Star Wars shit, of like, well, we can explain it away or uh, maybe behind the scenes, uh, you know. So that was one of the first things was. You know, he picks up the lightsaber and he's he's good at it. I'm like, and I was doing the same thing you did, but I was watching it in the movie. I didn't know about him and the lightsaber, so I'm like, oh, crazy. So, all right, he's ex stormtrooper, and now he's gonna be like the new Jedi Hope guy. That's that's cool. I'm down because I like Finn a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I'm like, oh, wait a minute. 
but nothing. He's not force sensitive. They haven't said that. I'm like, oh, so now they're just gonna start handing out lightsabers, <laughs> because the deal is, it's a it's an amazing weapon, but without the force to guide you, you're not gonna be able to really know how to wield it. It's mm-hmm. like it's a, it's a very tied to Jedi training. It's not like picking up a stick and hitting a guy with it. All you can feel is a flashlight in your hand. So how the fuck are you supposed to fight with a flashlight? Um, but then if it's like I did have to retcon like. He's been trained as a stormtrooper since he was a kid, so I have to let that go. All right, fine. And also, Ray, I had to retcon her. And I was concerned. I'm like, again, just like Ezra in Clone Wars, or uh, Clone Wars, Rebels. <laughs> Sorry, I apologize to Ezra. I apologize uh, to everyone at Rebels. That I, yeah, let's not associate those two. But that I always felt that his force training, his sensitivity, and his accomplishments were too rushed and that undermines Luke Skywalker's. Like, Luke is supposed to be the hope. He's the son of the, the, the chosen one. It's a big fucking deal. All his training, all his, his things. Especially since he didn't learn since he was a kid. He picked it up as an adult, and he was that good at it. So having Ezra just, like, moving ships and whatever the fuck he's doing now, you know, it just it pissed me off. So here comes Ray, and she's, like, uh, tied to a chair. She's like, hey, you're going to listen to my restraints and open the door? And... <laughs> And it's not working. I'm like, what? Did she watch the videos too? Because that's shitty. But then I remembered, like, and this is so brilliant, and this made me want to cry, when she met Han Solo. In this world, the original trilogy people, that's their heroes. Mm -hmm. They know the stories as well as we do because when people come out of nowhere and save the galaxy, it's like the American Revolution, you know? That's their Washington. That's their Hamilton. That's Paul Revere. And so... Her meeting this old fucker on the ship and being like, "Holy fuck, you're Han Solo!" is like, "Yeah, like no, you, you're, you're Han, you're Han Solo." So thereby, like stories of force sensitivity and Jedi mind tricks, which used to be like a, a just a joke that you tell in bars, you know, now it's a deal. It's a real fucking thing. So why wouldn't she try it? You know, why wouldn't she try to like, maybe I can grab that saber out of the snow. Mm-hmm. Holy fuck, it worked, you know, and. Ah, I'm freaking out. I'm sorry. I'm, you know, I'm freaking out over this movie. It's so good. Here's something that's really cool, and I'm glad you brought that up because it was something I wanted to talk about. But D- Disney is doing this really great thing, and I don't think people are re- like really noticing it. Is they really foreshadowed and set up a lot of stuff in the movie using Star Wars Rebels, uh, because one of the big things mm-hmm. about Ezra Pr- Bridger in the uh, the TV show, and Kanan even says it. He's like, "We're going to you're going to learn by what you do best, which is surviving." And that was that's always been like the key to Ezra in this show is like whenever they go out to try to do training, he's all like, oh, "I'm a kid, I can't focus, Brr, I got ants in my pants," and, you know. And then he's like, "Okay, let's go out and do a mission." And then next thing you know, the, everything that they've been working towards kind of comes together because he's forced to use it. And Ray like is apparently the same way, and they've been kind of laying that foundation where she's force sensitive and she didn't even know it. And now that she's in this survival situation, it's the force is kicking in like an instinct, and she's doing things, and it's just kind of coming to her. And it's, and and you know they did a good job of illustrating it's like it doesn't work always the first time. <laughs> Whereas like yeah. he's like you will re- you will loosen my restraints and like open leave the door open. He's like no no I won't <laughs> you know it's right like, ah, it's good. <laughs> Uh, and by the way, I don't know if you guys saw it, but apparently that was Daniel Craig playing that trooper. Uh, really? Yeah. So James Bond, Daniel Craig, uh, usually the one in the restraints with the laser pointed <laughs> at him, uh, let the uh, the good guy get away this time. So good job, James Bond. Very cool. 
I'm sure there's a lot of cameos that didn't get ham-handedly <clears throat> dealt with, kind of like Sam Jackson was like, hey, I'll walk on as a stormtrooper if you put me in the movie. And Lucas is like, oh, why don't you show up as Sam Jackson? You know, it's not <laughs> one of those things. Like Simon Pegg is a, is a monster in a mask and was fucking thrilled to be there. Yeah. Know? Well, and then apparently Ewan McGregor even, uh, they had uh, the guy that did the voice of Obi-Wan uh, record a couple lines for the movie, and then apparently Ewan McGregor's like, oh, no, I'll do it. That's cool. So oh. apparently uh, during the Force vision when, like, you hear Ray and, like, her name's called out, apparently that was actually Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan calling out through the Force to Ray. So... <sighs> Yeah, I got. I'm sorry, I got goosebumps just even saying it out loud because I'm so excited about Ewan McGregor oh. still being attached to the Star Wars universe because that means hope for my old Ben movie might finally like it's it's still there. Jizz <laughs> in my pants. One of my favorite things about the film that I wouldn't have expected, or if someone said you get to make a decision, we're gonna throw in all of these little Easter eggy style items. I've been like, no, 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 no. Just keep, just move ahead, move ahead. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have gone for it, but as they popped up, like it was neat to see, like the the saber shivering in the snow and the little comment, as dorky as it was, but the little like uh, fourteen parsecs. Mm-hmm. And it was like yeah, thirteen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like little things like that. That was so. Uh, <laughs> it was awesome. It was cool, right, right. and it, it it wasn't heavy-handed. It was just so kind of light and brushed across, and you were just like, oh, "That was to me. I get it." Or yeah. like, uh, there was some really really cool subtle things. Uh, like mm. when I forget which point it was, but they were all on the ship, and Finn is going through like a like a bunch of stuff, and at one point he even pulls out the training droid that Luke yes. trains with uh, in A New Hope, and he's like, "What the fuck's this?" And then throws it. You know, it's like just little things. They they did a really good job of not crossing the line of homage into just, like, playing outright garbage. Yeah, because they, they know you've seen the movies, and that's the best thing is, they can finally address that you've seen the movies. Mm-hmm. And I felt, again, that was a major undermining of the prequels, was this is supposed to come before, but they know that you've seen the movies, and so they, like, they have those Star Wars heartstrings with them at all times, and all they do is grab them all at once and shake them, you mm-hmm. know? This one's just kind of like, huh? They pluck. Huh? They don't grab. They pluck. Yeah, they pluck. They're making music over there, man. They're not just ah, just banging on the keys and calling it art. Yeah. I. So I, I, I think pretty much what we can take away from this discussion without having said it so far is we all like the movie. Is that correct? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, we haven't come out and said it, but I'm yeah. assuming, like, we all liked it. Is that right? Like, Someone asked me out of five stars, and I had to explain it this way. If I was a normal person, I would give it five stars. Mm-hmm. But because I'm a discerning Star Wars fan, I have to give it four stars. And the person's like, yeah, but that's awesome, right? And I'm like, no, it's still fucking awesome. I have issues. I was in. I was taking a cab home with my buddy, and he's like, what do you think? I'm like, oh, my God, this is great, and I'm, I'm still crying, and it's holy shit. And I'm like, yeah, well, you know, this was like, and I could have, and I thought about this, and you know what? This was a real letdown. He's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm like, this is who I am. I mean, I'm still saying I love it, but there's other issues, and we're going to get to some of those in uh, upcoming segments. Yeah, and that's the thing is it's anyone that's been in a relationship will know this, especially a long-term relationship. Just because you don't like something about something doesn't mean you don't love it and you don't want it around. <laughs> you 
know, it's like I, oh my I can God. I yes. can love the fuck out of the Force Awakens, and I do. But you know, it's like I did have a short list of like, you know what, I probably wouldn't have done this, or I would have changed this. But you know, that's the thing about movies. It's it's a living, organic art form. It's always evolving. You know, mm. and the thing that really comes down and what comes out to me is that Disney is taking this seriously. And, uh, you know, we, we had a lot of talk and a lot of people were shitting on Disney before the movie even came out. And I called it. I said, you know, what we really need to do is we need to get this film out that says to the fans, hey, we understand what your problems have been with the franchise in the past. We're taking over now. Uh, we're going to give you what you want, which it, it's really strange because I, and I said on the, the Facebook page, I don't want this turning into like, five hours of let's shit on George Lucas. But it always seemed like George Lucas... We've been doing that for years. Yeah. We, we, or go to the back catalog. Exactly. Watch anything to do with the prequels if you want that. Um, but, you know, the, he's always been like on a standoff with the fans. Uh, it's always been kind of like what George Lucas wants is here and what fans want is there, and we can't quite find this middle ground for some reason. And I never quite mm. understood. And I'll, I'll never take away from George Lucas the the idea of artistic integrity because I've been there. Like we, we, we're all creators. We know artistic integrity, you know, whether it's Mm -hmm. like, no, I'm not going to play this song because I, it doesn't fit our Mm -hmm. repertoire or no, I don't want to draw this character because it doesn't fit into the style or, you know, whatever we, we've all been there. And for George Lucas to say like, no, this was my story. This is what I always envisioned. Even if he is half foolish shit, you can't argue with the guy. It's his thing, but now it's not his thing. And and now you can just say, like, this is what I want, and Disney is saying, yes, you're the customer, you're going to get what you want. Yeah. And Isn't so that, far, oh, it's, it's pretty good. So. Yeah. You know, I was just re-watching, um, you know, if, I don't always watch the prequels, but when I do, it's <laughs> the Phantom Edits. Um, it's the only way to get through them. And one of the, look them up on Torrents, download them, plug, 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 plug. Amazing and smart. Uh, and when it comes to Making and get make get a DVD of it. All right, make yourself a DVD and watch that. And um, the one of the best things about them is uh, he does a commentary about why he made these these edits, right? And uh, one of the things he says about this, about the prequels and why people are upset, and uh, people come to his defense. People come to Lucas's defense, saying, "Well." the guy's an artist, and this is his art, so you can't really tell someone how to make their art. And he goes, well, no, you can, because it's no longer just an one picture, one art thing. It is a movement. You can't ignore that this is a movement in motion pictures and storytelling and merchandising in, in, in connections to people's lives. Um, and he's like, all right, now let's look at Coke. Coke decides, we got a better idea for a flavor. So we're just going to go ahead and change the flavor of Coke, which has been working for us for 100 years and is like the number one brand on the planet. And it doesn't work. You know, people hate that that new flavor. And they're like, yeah, but it's the new Coke. So what are you going to say? Hey, Coca-Cola, we get it. You're artists. You're a beverage artist. You know? <laughs> no, you're like, look, you've been promising us the same flavor that we've gone to for generations, and now you fuck with it? Yeah. Well, what does Coke do? They're like, hey, 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 well, our bad. All right, if you want the new stuff, it's over here, but we, we're, here's the old formula. It's safe. We're sorry, you know? This is back on brand. It's back to that promise. I'm, I always talk about Star Wars feel. It's here. 
and it's 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 back. Yeah, and you know Star that's a, a great point. <laughs> Star Wars Two lightsaber boogaloo. Um, it's uh that's that's a great point too because once you once you start selling the art, it doesn't belong to you exclusively any longer. Because uh, mm. that's the thing is, is Star Wars. I, I understand it is ex- artistic creative expression, but here's how I feel about that sort of thing is once you start selling it, it a part of it belongs to the fans. Uh, you can say artistic integrity or you can say commercial success. And mm. they, I'm not saying they're mutually exclusive, but once you start getting into the realm of one, you start losing part of the other. And totally. once you start, like, because that's the thing is I can guarantee at this point, like, I have spent more money on Star Wars than George Lucas has because he has a net profit. <laughs> I have never made money yeah. off of Star Wars, you know. <laughs> it's like so I'm the one that's investing. I'm investing into this, you know. It, George Lucas, he might he reinvests the money that he makes out of Star Wars into Star Wars. But the fact of the matter is, is like I'm the one that's not getting a return on it other than these movies. Those movies are the return on my investment. And if I'm not happy, that's the problem, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, like, so it's it's a complicated thing. You'll see it in video games, comic books, movies, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but people will say, like, there's fan entitlement. And there is. There, there, and there should be because there is a certain level of responsibility of content creators to fans when it comes to that sort of thing. And I think we're seeing that come back around on this franchise. So Yeah, absolutely. I so. agree with you guys 100%. And I adored... I did. I just loved this movie. In fact, I think I loved it more than I'm willing to admit. But, and though I, I, I'm still stuck real... I've got a real thing with the, with the prequels. I, I can't even say that I don't like them. However, the truth of the matter is, he is the creator of this content. And though it has become ours to a certain degree, and this even goes with Coke, they, they are the creators... If we don't like it, we don't have to buy it. Mm -hmm. And it sucks that there's no more Coke, and it sucks that there's no more good Star Wars, but that's where they've decided to take this content. Um, And I I, I guess I kind of disagree. Yeah, there's a responsibility to the fans, but I don't feel like it has to go where we want it. Well, you know, and and I think you and I are actually saying the same thing, though, is – if you don't respect that responsibility to your fans, they will go away. They have to expect the backlash. Like when you, when you change something fundamentally, you do have to expect some sort of complication. And you know, and it's a risk. Like New Coke could have been the amazing thing. The prequels could have been amazing, and it could have changed everything like the original trilogy did, but it didn't. Uh, and that's that's the risk you run. And like when when you start running the lines of commercialism and creatism. Uh, that's that's the risky run. It's it, you got to answer for both, and you know it's like. And Mike, I do agree with you. It, it it is the creators at the end of the day, and if they if they want to take their ball and go home, that's that's that is an option. Right. And, yeah. You know, sure. But yeah. Well, anyway, yeah, we've got a lot more to cover uh, than the Hollywood business <laughs> today. So. Let's uh let's wrap this up. We're gonna be back tomorrow, and we're gonna start getting into some of the characters, and um, the real like the ups and downs of this uh this new trilogy that's coming at us. So I'm really stoked to uh, to get into that. Uh, we're gonna kick it off with Ray, and um, meanwhile, um, hey, you want more of this? You want to interact? You like what you're hearing? 
go find us at www.vorradio.com. You'll find links to this show, other shows, uh, audio format on iTunes. You can subscribe anytime. We highly recommend that you do. Uh, subscribe to us on YouTube as well. Like we said, huge back catalog of uh, non-Star Wars, pro-Star Wars uh, videos, and uh, lots of lots of uh, radio shows, radio from the days of radio, <laughs> from the from the wild wild west of, of podcasting greatness, and um, and our and uh, link to our Facebook page, which is highly active because uh, we we love talking to the fans. Daily, not just uh, not just here, just talking at you. So yeah, come check us out. Yeah, I don't have anything else to add. Good job, Ed. That's right, I fucking nailed it. That's <laughs> what you get for recording during the day and not late at night. <laughs> oh, cool. All right, well, we'll be back tomorrow. Sounds good. But till then, may the force be with your ass. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.